Yo. What it be? Not much, man. Right on. Glad you're uh, back on the uh, Millennium Falcon. I am indeed. It is. Right on. It is uh, Monday, April 17th, 2023. Uh, and, uh, and you would say... Senator Tim Scott, who I watch on the on the TV here, and, and his good friends care about children and the lives of children. But uh, and they're going to lay it down, and uh, they're going to make statements, and that uh, man, more kids are dead, and they'd say that's great, and we'd say no, it isn't. But uh, but, but at that's least where we are. Guns are safe. Well, guns are safe, you know, because uh, that's that's uh, that's in the Old Testament, which uh, also part of a part of a book that was put together by people, you know. Which is pretty amazing, you would think that uh, that a book that was, uh, I guess, by biblical scholars, at least the four Gospels, you know, the first one, you know, the earliest one that was written was written fifty to sixty years. Or later, after after the events that they're trying to recount, it's pretty amazing that uh, that you'd have that those many diverse perspectives that were so spot on that were you know only written a hundred years later by people that weren't there. So exactly. that's the value of an oral tradition. Some are better than others. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Speaking of that, uh, I guess they were just interviewing Bill Clinton about. Uh, about gun violence, but uh, yeah, Tim Scott, God bless him. You talk about uh, on uh, things, tropes that you think would go out of style along with uh, the Model T and uh, lynchings, but there he is. There he is, saying it'd be the most conservative, most pro-life legislation. And uh, I'm surprised. I, I I'm surprised. I don't know if you know who Nancy Mace is, and she's a representative out of the state of South Carolina. And she's, I know some people who know her, and I and I know they mentioned it, and I wasn't very familiar with her. Um, but I'm genuinely shocked. Like it was kind of you know you hear things and you think it's a one off. I'm genuinely shocked that they know her, and then suddenly since they'd mentioned that they know her, I mean this is a few months ago. Uh, that she's actively taking a stance and you would not know you wouldn't think of a of a southern female as being someone who's taking a stand a principled stand or at least publicly against outdated dangerous policies that her party believes in so it was it's it's just an odd but as optimus prime said you know uh Fate call rarely calls us on a time of our choosing. So, yeah, I, I've been so meaning to, to bring that up because how rude! You know how rude is well, it to have? You might have something to do that day. Well, I usually do. Well, that's the only time anything happens is when you already have plans. Well, still and. I think we should have a discussion around that with uh, Mr. or Mrs. Fate. 
we should speaking of speaking of that so where spoiler alert you you've you've got a couple years on me what was and i've i haven't thought about this in years but i remember when it happened it was a huge deal when i was a kid but it's you know you only know what you know and i'm sure it was obviously a huge deal for people that were were older than me but uh what was and i'm curious now cuz you know they just had the 25th anniversary of the good friday accords and um other other podcasts and news things that I listen to and and um one of one podcast I listen to it's uh and obviously y'all go check them out is uh it's called License a Podcast and it's an Australian two two Australian guys and they brought a brought a a Shayla on uh lately and they do uh Bond content and spy stuff and other related but they'll go back and do rewatches and uh and just kind of break things down but um but i guess the thing about what what was your experience or maybe because again you would have a different timeline cultural appreciation or thought process about about when the berlin wall came down um it was at the time i thought to be wonderful Then it proved to destabilize the entire country in the in a in such a bizarre way. You know, we took care of the Western Hemisphere, and Russia took care of the the uh, Eastern Hemisphere. You know that other one, and uh, and yeah. The rise of the Taliban from it and, and so many, uh, terrorist organizations thrived that used to have to deal with Russia. And I could be completely way off on this, but it, it really seemed to me during the nineties following that, that was the issue. Uh, but to begin with, you know, it really felt like freedom won that the, uh, the cold war was a just cause, but, uh, ultimately, um, it just goes to show that as soon as you cut off one head, another one's going to rise up. No, definitely. That's definitely the case. Do you, do, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, and I guess some of these things with the Intel leaks that the, uh, you know the cosplaying um, uh, kid who somehow had access to this information just leaked about you know, but I guess you know maybe substantiated claims about Vladimir Putin's health uh, or lack of lack of it. Uh, what could be going on uh, if he passes away? Uh, like what what what? Entities are in place that might, uh, or vacuums might, might show up and suck every, you know, take over, take over, uh, in Moscow after that happened. Ah, man. How much do you think? Oh, go, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Who, uh, I'm sure they're both sides ready to take over in the fact that, uh, 
They're despots, a galore, oligarchs, and of that nature. And, uh, and hopefully some good people ready to take over. But, uh, that country has a long, rich history of not. So we'll see something about the cold. That culture has, while Russia has a rich history of, of, of dynamic literature and arts in general, <clears throat> they, they get mad in the winter. I don't know what it is. I've known a few Russian people. They're super nice. Well, I know how my attitude's been the last couple of winters, so I, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Fair enough. I don't blame them. Uh, I was talking on, uh, last week on, uh, probably at least one episode about, uh, Yeah, I don't. I don't think we necessarily touched on this specifically. But what was your, the first album you ever bought, and what? Yeah, uh, we talked about that. We did. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Man, you I don't remember, know if I bought it, but yeah, and may have usurped it from a sibling. Well, sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to. Eh, I was the youngest, you know. Uh, what's that? What's that dynamic like? I mean, I feel like I, I have a lot of similar. I mean, obviously, I you know, I I think of you as a brother and call you my brother. And there's a few other people I feel that way about. But like, I was the oldest person, the oldest sibling in, in the house I grew up in. What's what? How do you think being the youngest? prepared you for social interaction uh well everyone i was around was older you know and i didn't i never was a kid that played with kid toys so when the neighborhood kids were doing things that i felt were dumb as hell i just went home and did what i do so I think that exposure to, to older things affected me in that way. Um, I was the fourth of four. That's how that works, by the way, if you're oh, wow. the youngest and there are four kids. And uh, they, the parents, were just like, yeah, we're good. I think they stopped after the first one. But. You know, to some degree, anyway, uh, they both work too. I'm, I'm not smudging them, but, uh, but it was, I got away with murder, man. Just absolute. Like when I was turned five, I rode my tricycle down about three quarters of a mile down the road because I felt I was old enough to do such a thing. I mean, I'm, I remember that on my tricycle. Mm. It was also a, a different time. I, w I was at the end of 
children might not get abducted era? Well, do you think do you think they weren't getting abducted or there just wasn't the obviously, yes, for those listening, we're against that. Um do you think it do you think it was happening less though, or do you think it just was less reported? A fair question. Uh percentage wise I don't know. I really don't know. Um I know there was a time that some neighbor had us come into their house and I, I was just following the group around because I was very young and I felt their panic and we ran out the uh, side door as soon as we could. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, yeah. how about for you? Did you have that? Stranger danger awareness. Uh, I yes, but then also, I grew up in a very structured environment with very limited freedom or any autonomy over my identity or my life. So you were not out. You know, you were rarely out. Right. So, um. Possibly, but I mean, you know, but also I, but I wonder too, because I grew up with such heavy religious indoctrination, if I'd have, if somebody, if if I'd been in a situation, I I wonder if somebody would have tried to do the whole, like, try to play it off as that it was God's will or something, which they probably would have knowing, you know, because that's how, how those people that do those things. Uh, try to gaslight people, um, you know, and brainwash them with stuff like that. But now, I mean, I, I, I feel fortunate that I never had to deal with that. Um, and it does cringe me the fuck out. Is that, a, I guess, is that, I get, well, it's an expression now. Um, cause I just heard it on a podcast, but, um, that should go on a t-shirt. It will. I'm going to, I'm going to put it on my list of, uh, things right now. The, the list of t-shirt, uh, uh, stuff is expanding. Uh, uh hold on. I don't want to make a new note. I want to put this note on there. All right, here we go. Uh, unfortunately, whatever we were just talking about, I, T-shirts. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, uh, no, no, it's fine. I care more about monetization of T-shirts than I care about finishing my thought. <laughs> it uh, it helps having having monetiz- monetization. Right on. Yes. Um, <coughs> excuse me. No, but I would happen to go through doing with um, – uh, youth leadership engagement, volunteerism, and all that. And <clears throat> I remember what I was going to say going back, having to sit through, uh, not having to, because you want to do it, you want to learn and develop your understanding of things. To have to, um, sit through lots of, um, danger awareness and mandatory reporting classes and, 
you know, th- things to be on the lookout for. Um, and to have to, you know, like to sit, sitting through all those classes and all the things they say, you know, signs to be on the lookout for in this. Um, and whatever manifestations of those would be. And then obviously, you know, to, to have been in, you know, acting classes for years and studying human behavior and, and motivations and, you know, seeking to discover and, and, and all these things. And then to see them play out, which is one reason I always try to have empathy. Well, I can't try to have empathy. I guess try to have sympathy. Empathy I have no control over and I wish I didn't have it half the time. Um, but, uh, but it, you know, it, 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 it cuts, it cuts through a lot of the, I would, I would, well, I would say proportional anger responses to try to level it off, but to sit through all those things where, you know, where, you know, they always talk about these are the things to look for. These are the behaviors. These are how they manifest. And then when you got, have to deal with people who are, you think are acting irrationally or engaging in, we'll just say are disproportional ways compared to whatever the, the situation is going on and whatever their behavior is are exactly the red flags for those childhood abuse things. Uh, so definitely leveled off and definitely had, I think, tempered my my responses and my understanding which I, but unfortunately we get back to the thing of, and and you've been around me enough that and i've chilled out a lot as i've gotten older but uh this is the oldest person ever in the history of the world but um that i just don't respond to th- i you know like my i try to always make my response a de-escalation unless i just have to try to proactively forcefully remind somebody to do something, you know, um, not forcefully, but you know, I mean, I, that was the problem last summer. Oh, this is a good topic to talk about. I'll try not to suck all the air out of the room on this. But, uh, okay, good. Somebody else did that. So, well, you. yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Well, thank you. And you're welcome. Um, but, uh, but that was talking about that. I try to have, uh, pretty chill responses to things because I also know try to stay focused on goals and not on, not on immediate responses and not on uh, what I would politely describe as temporary discomforts that other people lose their minds about uh, cause they don't have any control over themselves. Um, but, uh, but I remembered and some, this has come up a lot, I guess in the last year or so, but uh but when you have high expectations for people and they don't meet the expectations, but you know they're capable of it and you've done everything you can to try to facilitate in them and motivate them and communicate to them that you want them to succeed to the point that them not doing it appears to be intentional. Uh, you know, and you really just go to town about if you have any questions, email me, call me, text me, you know, and you understand there's, they might not know what they don't know. So you're trying to always, you know, provide information, provide a dialogue, provide opportunities for, you know, knowledge or growth or, or, uh, you know, give people as many switches as they can to flip that light bulb on. And, uh, 
but then, but then, but then, when you when you hold them to to the standard that you've set, that's lower than the standard you hold yourself to, uh, they piss and cry and call it mean. And I thought about that the other day, for because I've I've had to sit in meetings recently with people whose excuse for, I don't know, deciding they didn't want to perform at a higher level that uh, that my expectations were mean. And then I saw last week that an organization that used to say the same thing about me folded, and I said several years ago, you absolutely can take that position. You absolutely can go down this this path that I think is horrible and destructive and half-ass and beneath what the organization should be and a slap in the face to everybody who came before. But you can do it. But just my uh, polite advice, it's the wrong move and you're going to regret it later, but knock yourself out, do whatever you want. And, uh, and last year, after 94 years, the organization finally put out uh, a statement saying they were folding and thanking people and all this nonsense. But I thought if you really cared about the organization, you wouldn't have folded. You wouldn't have decided to, you know, like a bathtub full of, uh, bathtub full of gin, decide to fill it up with water and then tell people it was still gin. So, um, and it's not an I told you so thing, but it's, uh, when you want something to fry, thrive, to be sustainable and reinvest in itself. Uh, and then people take it, take it over that just decide they'd rather be nice. And well, you know, and people to miss mistake, uh, inclusion for being half ass. Is that a, well, I don't give a shit if it's a nice way to say it or not, but, um, yeah. Yeah. And then I saw also, and, and, and we can have a debate about this. I don't feel like we need to, but I think we're relatively to have similar ideas. But have you seen this thing? And I, I think it really, it's kind of the crux of the issue. Have you seen, I think there's t-shirts and bumper stickers and I've seen a couple more people try to put it on their social media lately. And it's this uh, thing about, uh, how you make people feel is a reflection of who you are. Have you seen that? I have not. Um, it, it like made my stomach turn though. Well, I, mean, I guess there's some truth to it. To I, an think extent. There, I think there's truth I mean, to it. If you're talking about, I think it ought to read how you make incapable people who can't achieve anything, who don't have any autonomy over their life, how you make them feel. Yeah. Who, who, who I, I are, think who are victim, a, victims a, to society and actively choose to not improve themselves. Yeah. That's on you. Sorry. That was, I had to, that was, I didn't realize that was so festery inside me. Sorry. Well, I mean, I personally feel that the people that don't like me, uh, somehow magically tend to be people that I'm okay with not liking me. And and if that's on me, then my filter seems to be working. Well, a hundred percent. Well, I always say to people, you know, this whole thing about it, it was probably a thing like, obviously, you know, I think, and you know, you and I talk about this and I think when we, some of our goals with other things we do is really to, you know, and well, I think just about in everything else we do in life, 
you know, we, we understand people have seasons of life. We go through things and you and I, and who let, let lazy people. I mean, yeah, we're dickheads, but let lazy people victimize themselves over that and blame us for their problems. But I think we actively go out of our way to work to empower people and to overcome obstacles. Um, and become better versions of, of, of themselves. Um, Certainly. I, I, thank you for jumping uh, in because I lost my thought right there. But uh, Yeah, well, for me, you know, if I can help, then I'm going to help. Especially when it is as such an economically friendly gesture to simply share your experiences. And, you know, as you age and have experiences, you gain perspectives. And I encourage everyone to listen to just about anybody in anything they have to say. Take none of it as gospel because, you know, that's all make-believe. And add that, add whatever fits, whatever works, and... It's pretty much a collective, uh, because we are Borg. And, but as a collective, I mean, my personality isn't something that is 100% me. It's influenced by what I've seen and, and, you know, I, I like that energy. I want to project something similar. So I emulate. And I've often felt that emulating the people that you admire is a wonderful way to grow as a person. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Well, and I think that's been a great benefit. I mean, I try, you know, I mean, if you can steal from the best, you know, yes. and I've, I've been fortunate. Um, <clears throat> uh, the place I used to work, I've been fortunate, you know, uh, before I went out on my own again and, and, and transitioned, uh, more back into full-time brokerage and leasing. Um, the dude I used to work with, I mean, I think a lot of people don't get it, you know, that he's, he's playing more chess or more, more people are playing checkers, but, but just, it was just reinforced to focus on goals. <clears throat> I think obviously you, I feel like I've stolen some good things from you about that, but just staying focused on goals and, and, you know, being water, trying to help people get, you know, everybody again to get back to that thing before that when lazy people or people that haven't had the chance or have been conditioned to be a fraction of who they could be, and you do that whole like, oh, it's so mean. You're making people do this. Like Jesus, maybe I'm trying to make them take control over their own lives, I'm trying to make them develop their autonomy. Don't tell me you want to, yeah. you're mad somebody's trying to take away my autonomy over my body when they're doing nothing to to exercise any control over their life, you know? Uh, oh, but well, I, you know, I nag people. What's that? I nag people, you know, in, in a smiling, looking them in the eye kind of way, you know, I back off when it's time to back off, but I also push a little bit more. Um, it's a balance, but I've rarely had someone come to me and say, what you did was horrible. 
you know, is always seems to be, hey, I had a good time, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, people just, they, they like their comfort zone. And I, I don't know, I, I'm somebody who always wants to taste the next recipe. 100%. Well, you know, I mean, you know, as well as I do, the comfort zone is where dreams and hopes and accomplishment go to fucking die. Yes. And so maybe, maybe that's another thing that disgusts me. I don't mind being honest about things. People that actively don't want to achieve anything crying about complaining about people who are actively engaged in, in making proactive change in themselves. And when they make the proactive change in themselves, they're more capable of making a proactive change in the lives of other people in the community around them. Um, and instead of that, I mean, literally it's the army of uh, the people that, you know, are throwing themselves on the ground and then screaming, crying, saying they were pushed. Like it's grow up, grow up, grow up. Um, there is a lot of grow up. Um, what I try to maintain and hold on to is, it's hard to remember that you didn't used to know. It's it's hard that feeling of of uh, facing that challenge is daunting and intimidating. So I try to hold on to the fact that just because maybe I have moved past a certain uh, personality limit, um others haven't and while you want people to just go hey it's going to be fine you know um they they got to cross that bridge themselves they got to touch the stove that's really the way i look at it because as a child i literally touched the stove after i was told not to and uh what a wonderful wonderful burn that was it it probably stopped me from touching other stoves so i i encourage people to suffer to go through it because you got to have that real life perspective to understand it what else are you going to do you don't you're, you got to sit around and ruminate on your stupidity and uh, challenges, so you can, it, you know, it becomes fuel. It's embedded in you. So yeah, go ahead and touch some stoves. I'm right here. Uh, I'll wait for you to go touch that stove. And we'll see what's up. Yeah, I. I... Sorry again for those of you who are new. I know how to speak. I'm just trying to be very intentional about my, my word choices and, uh, try to say exactly what I mean and not a something that, uh, as, as often as people are going to try to miss, well, as they do often try to intentionally mis, miscommunicate or misinterpret what I say, I try to be as specific as possible so that doesn't happen. So I try to pick the right words. And sometimes if there's a thousand words to pick from, I try to pick them. So, and in all fairness, I could make words up because I think we all know that all words are made up. Um, 
Yeah, I think this is why, and this is my big frustration, um, people that do that are the reason that Trump voters and Ron DeSantis people feel empowered because it, it makes progressive, open-minded people look like idiots when you try to bubble wrap the world because that's not going to work. And part of, but also in the same vein, those people are trying to bubble wrap the world for their for their nonsense 1850s belief systems. Um, but but that's but that's the problem to try to communicate that open mindedness, intentionality, inclusiveness that you can have all those things, and 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 that it be pro growth, pro intelligence. And we can all work together, you know, because obviously we're all pirates on the same ship and you can't. Ship's not going to work if there's continual mutinies. uh, And and chaos and disorder. With that, but that's 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 my big concern for for organizations, whether it's youth leadership organizations or. Civic, civic engagement organizations, community engagement organizations, that it's not, especially ones that try to, try to talk about leadership is my concern is that they're not going to keep proactive mechanics in place to actually facilitate that. And instead it's going to be overtaken by um, like in, in, in some organizations, one that I'm involved with, we talk about the three phases of leadership, personal group and societal leadership, and those being the building blocks, uh, and a proactive, so a model of proactive social change. Well, I think, you know, and we both know, and yes, I understand. It's just kind of how things work out. Some people get plugged into phase two before they do phase one. And so they think, well, we can just go ahead and do group leadership and work together and then we're going to do good things in the community. And that sounds cool if you don't know any better, but once you know better, you understand that is poison. Poison that's going to kill your organization and, and, and hurt your community. Sorry, what were you saying? Um, I just heard poison and then poison. Yeah, well, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, uh, Poisonous enough that it raises the uh, octave of my uh, my voice. Um, well, just the idea that is some kind of poison right there. Yeah, well, it's it's Belbib Devoe knows their shit. That's what I'm saying. Um, it's more than just a big button a smile. But uh, uh, did you hear what I said about the three phases of leadership? Okay, yes. right on, right on, right on. Um, that people jump into, and I think that's a thing that just tanked uh, this. What I think was one of the, you know, the premier leadership organizations in the world, the local chapter. Here they just folded last week. It's because it got overrun by people who, uh, well, the same problem that I think exists and poisons a lot of organizations now. They mistake inclusiveness for, um, uh, a lack of need for personal growth and, and leadership skill development. Um, and while we, we want people to understand that generally speaking, obviously not if you're, if you're part of a militant hate group, but generally speaking, uh, we'll accept you for you, 
be proud of who you are, but, you know, vastly speaking. Um, but come join the group. But if you're going to join a group that is about personal development and growth, don't mistake being appreciated for who you are as ex- that you never have to do anything to work towards being a better version of yourself. And if you don't want to actively engage in behaviors and programs to become a better version of yourself, don't join an organization whose focus is supposed to be actively working on developing skill sets to be a better version of yourself. Wait a minute. Can you repeat that? If you uh, want, okay, we want people to join. We want to accept people. We want to promote plurality of thought. We want people to understand they'll be accepted uh, as a baseline about who they are, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you... Well, probably because people don't know the difference and they conflate the two issues. If you, so if you have an organization whose goal is to constantly have you engage in personal development and leadership skills and acquiring new skill sets and working towards being a better, higher version of yourself. If you only if you want to, if you want to show up and say, I'm fine the way I am and I ain't got to change nothing. Okay. Then you probably should right. not go out and join an organization whose goal is to constantly motivate you and help you work towards developing skill sets and becoming a higher and better version of yourself. Does that make sense? It makes one hundred percent sense, okay. and yeah. uh, I'm I'm just curious though as to uh, and just heads up, all the people that bitch and cry and call me mean are the people that don't want to develop themselves past that. Go ahead. So. Oh yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Yeah. You know about my filter working. Uh, I look at people that actively have a problem with me when I literally just met them and it it makes me giggle. Uh, Are we thinking of someone that has a similar haircut to me? Is that who we're thinking of? Or just people in general? No, no, people in general. Well, there's some specific people, but not that individual. Right on, right on, right on. Not that there's anything wrong that with that situation my works out. Yes. <clears throat> well, is it a hairstyle or a lack of hairstyle? I like to. Well, I, you know, you never, you never know where you're going to hear compliments from. And I'm joking. I am getting coffee for people wondering why is he walking across a pirate ship. Um, I was at a. a after get together after a memorial service uh 
two years ago, because it's 2023, because I own a calendar, and I can read numbers, um, walking across a pirate ship, everybody go with me, try not to get sick. Um, and uh, one of the people who who was there that was friends with this person who had passed away or transitioned out and cycled on to the next next part of the universe. Um, just walked up to me when I got there and was like, and this is a, this is a guy who was my my parents' age, so he was a super nice dude of a generation that I may have some issues with, but a great guy, great guy, great sweet sweet people. His wife, wonderful people. Their daughters like my like my half sister or cousin or something, but uh, super great people. Anyway, the dude walked up to me and said. You know, everybody thinks you look just like Sean Connery. And uh I was like, that's cool. And then I thought about it, and I'm like, you know, I guess most people, when they want people to say, oh, wow, you look like Sean Connery, they probably mean uh James Bond Sean Connery, you know, and right. not the untouchable. I mean, I've obviously, I've, you know, I'm in probably the best shape of my life, but you know what I'm saying now. But, but they they uh, they don't want to be thought of as like uh, – uh, 60-year-old chunk, but I guess he did win Sexiest Man of the Year whenever he was in his 50s or 60s, so maybe that's not the worst thing. But, um, I don't know how we got to that from so where look, we were, but go ahead. Yeah, look. look <clears throat> oh, the haircut on, thing, yeah. Clear, clear my throat. Yeah. <clears> throat. All right, sorry about that, everyone. You know, when I say everyone listening – both of you. It could be only one listening, or I think those are synonymous. But yeah, your haircut. Yeah, strangely enough, I did. Uh, I haven't I haven't seen you in a few days. Yeah, I sh- I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do some pirate ship work here. Everybody, go with me. What a journey! What a journey! So I haven't seen you in a couple of days. So I did uh, actually shave my beard off, and so I kept my mustache. So it is inadvertently very Sean Connery esque. So, uh, yeah, all right, man. Do I cue the baseline? Uh, you can cue the baseline, but it's it's funny because it is very. Uh, we're doing all kinds of pirate ship stuff. Uh, it is. You can do that, but it is funny because it's. Uh, I've never. I don't know. When I was a kid, I never liked mustaches, but now I just uh, I'm all uh, all mustache all the time. Apparently, so I must ask you a question about that, but I don't have one, so I just wanted to get that in. Hey, did you hear that uh, Florida has banned Republicans and leadership within mythology? Uh, I saw that you posted, um, I feel like this is a whole other show that would take several hours to talk about. I saw what you posted, but I think it was different than what you're starting to talk about. So finish your thought right now and we'll get from there. Well, they, well, they declared them illegal. Republicans and clergy, priests, preachers, uh, bishops. Um, rooks, knights. Oh, wait, wait, I'm thinking of chess now. But, uh, yeah, they, 
they made uh they made it a capital capital good lord capital punishable offense to molest children so oh well, it, well, well see which i'm fine with i mean it's going to it's going to definitely improve the ratio between conservative and republican i mean good lord conservative and liberal Thank you very much. Thanks, Elvis. Um, I'm curious. Well, that was my other thought. You know, obviously, Ted Cruz is from uh, old Rafael Cruz, father of the year, is in Texas. But obviously, he and uh, Ron DeSantis, you know, go to the same barber and obviously are similarly uh, fathers of the year. But um but I always wonder, you know, it's curious because obviously Ted Cruz has come out repeatedly. And again, yes, he is a senator from Texas somehow because he tricked, you know, rubes. Um, that, uh, but it was pretty adamant, you know, and, and unfortunately, um, uh, there's obviously, uh, there's, uh, you know, that they're, that they are strongly of the position that if you, uh, you as the female, get pregnant that they don't consider that rape. So I'm curious if they're really going to try and Florida to ramp up the escalation uh, when these, you know, children, you know, uh, and obviously, yes, I suppose you would, you technically not a child if you can get pregnant, but these minors, um, uh, and obviously then, yes, in Disney, I'm specifically referring to, People under the age of eighteen, not uh, not dwarves who live with a, an attractive, you know, twenty-two-year-old brunette. But uh, if they're not, if they're going to really just really go to town on that, it's uh, that it's not. Uh, they're going to encourage. They're going to encourage them to get them pregnant. Then they're going to say, "Oh, it's not. It's not assault because there's a child. So it's it's a it's a blessing." So. Well, what you're going to see in Florida is a lot of people all of a sudden are not going to get prosecuted based on their their political affiliation. And it's going to be open house for people like Matt Gates to prey upon children. It's nuts, man. That Texas and Florida can go bye-bye. 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 Oh, oh, speaking of Texas. Well, I don't want to. We'll talk about the story later. Never mind. But um, and then I got my maybe I should tell this story because I uh, forgot the other thing I was going to talk about. We got eight, eight minutes. minutes. So uh, so a, a friend of a friend of ours who works in the film industry. Uh, oh, this is a good eight-minute story to tie a bow on this. Uh, and I'm a, and I'm such a nice guy. Uh, I'm not a nice guy, by the way, just for those of you listening. And it's and uh, I, you know, I mean, I'm polite, but whatever. Um. So a dude, a dude, you and I know. Uh, so I volunteer a lot. And I volunteered at a at a, a film festival you may have heard of that may be going on this week for for years years, 
And then I think in one year they got, I got volunteer of the year. I didn't know obviously I was going to get it. And I thought they'd miss, uh, I thought somebody had said the wrong name. Um, and you know, I've been in the, in and out of the film industry for years and I'm a big advocate for North Carolina filmmaking. And I've, and it is a hill that I've died on before. Um, uh, and, uh, and so I was talking to somebody that I was, when I was volunteering the year after I got volunteer of the year, for those of you who've never heard this story, I don't think I've talked about it a lot because I'm a class act, but I don't give a shit. Um, uh, and, uh, so I was driving this person to, uh, to an airport and I think they were the spouse of somebody who was a programming director that it was picking the films. Um, and, uh, they were, those people lived in Austin, Texas. You know, the blue dot and the red, one of the blue dots in the red state. And, uh, so we're, so we're driving to the airport and we're talking about, you know, shifting economic trends and population disbursement and people are moving in. And I guess there's a population counter outside Austin about, you know, how many people are moving in every day, what the population is and economic investment and, um, um, socioeconomic trend, you know, like we're like, like data, like we're talking about data, you know what I mean? Brent Spiner, we're talking about data and, okay. And, uh, at some point in the conversation, in a, in a, I think I was taking her to Greensboro. So in a 45 minute conversation, about economics and, you know, all this stuff, economic investment, blah, 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 whatever. I said, yeah, traditionally, and tell me if I'm wrong, traditionally, blank, blank, has not showcased very North, very many North Carolina filmmakers, right? Is that a false right. statement? It is not. God damn right it's not. Uh, so... Blah, blah, blah. The one thing I said about it, I didn't say F those people, they're horrible people, because they're not horrible people. They just happened to previously up and, you know, not showcase my filmmaker. So, <clears throat> whatever, cool, you know, da-da-da, great to see you, great to meet you, have a great day, dropped her off, da-da-da. Two days later, the volunteer coordinator for the organization called me and, uh, started using liberal speak. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a progressive person, but don't come at me with bullshit liberal speak. And said, well, I had a very concerning phone call about your whatever. And so this person I'd taken to the airport called this woman and said, yeah, he said you're all a bunch of fucking scumbags and shit all over you, all this stuff. And what I said was traditionally they hadn't showcased where I miss North Carolina filmmaker. Which heads up, the, the fact that um, those are synonymous though, man. It, when you say that in uh, old yeah. English, that translates to all the other things you said. Well, that's why I wanted that Van Halen album, Front Lawful Carnal Knowledge, because I was totally down because I wanted something that was secretly called the F word. So, um, so anyway, but what is more of a red flag that you don't give a shit? And you don't care about North Carolina filmmakers and you actually are resentful towards them and you don't want to showcase them. Then somebody mentioned, uh, politely, 
yeah, traditionally they haven't showcased very much, that you think so little of them. The fact it was pointed out that you do that, and and everybody loses their minds about it. And, and... Well, what I want to know about is the initial phone call. Why would they bother? Uh, well, probably because this lady was in a dissatisfied marriage and blah, 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 blah. Let's not get into that. Or maybe she took it as a slight because her husband, who picked out all these films, uh, even more than that, didn't give a shit about the North Carolina films. Anyway, so uh, we all know what they did next year. Oh, my God, look at all these North Carolina shorts. Oh, my God, look at all this. Isn't this great? Right. Right. So, so please, please, don't tell me you 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 didn't do exactly what I said when, and I'll politely say what I said was traditionally they haven't showcased North Carolina filmmakers, and so now doing a little bit more appropriate ass kissing, and that's not even ass kissing, just acknowledging that people are contributing, acknowledging artists, uh, and so for those of you who, as this thing will maybe develop later, uh, our friend who has worked in the industry on brand name things you would know of, and he and I have worked on a couple projects together. Um, we mentioned this the other day to him, and he laughed and said, oh, yeah, they've never done that. They've never cared about North Carolina filmmakers. And so I think he might be of the opinion that they're just doing it to pass. Well, they are doing it just to pacify. I don't think they're genuinely curious about it. But... uh but also, you know, God bless them. They have taken a proactive step because I've seen people who I know that you and I have both worked with, and I was in a film that was shown at at, at this place. Um, uh, they, uh, I do appreciate. Finally, they have taken proactive steps, and obviously, COVID COVID bent everybody over. Uh, but to showcase artists who might not otherwise be recognized and to, you know, acknowledge. And that's, but, but that's the other problem with being around here. Let me, I'll look at our time. I don't want to, I don't want us to run over. Um, yeah, we're, right. we're there, man. Everybody have a great day. Be nice, be kind, be uh, understanding. And uh, brother, I will uh, talk to you, uh, talk to you soon. Yeah, buddy. Right, take it Later. Easy.